Down to the Nub Podcast, the cigar podcast show focusing on premium cigars and good times. With industry leaders, cigar giveaways, interviews, and more, here are your hosts, Cigar Show Tim and Brandon Cigar Mechanic Wells. Let's get it started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 53 of Down to the Nub where, as usual, hilarity will ensue, and then we hit go, and we pretend like we were normal, which we're, we're never normal. Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, you hear that? That's the sound of a beautiful cut from this Lotus Meteor cutter. There you go. And what cigar are you cutting? Well, you know, I'm wearing the hat for him, so I figured I'd smoke the Patina Connecticut Precipitation. Very nice. And... I don't know anything about my cigar other than what you told me, but I am enjoying one that I think I got in a mail bomb from someone somewhere, and I don't honestly remember where, but I am smoking what evidently is a My Father uh, Special Edition event only cigar. A so Robusto. that would be called the, the My Father S. My Father they come, S. Uh, they come in an event only pack. Um, there's like, seriously, there's cheese that's all over my desk now. Because I'm eating Cheez-Its. Um, <laughs> there's like Cheez-It crumbs everywhere, like on the microphone and everything. It's kind of awesome. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, that that comes as an event-only cigar. It comes in a three-pack in a special little cardboard box. I, I actually have a couple of them in my humidor. Mm. Um, but they, they come in a little a green box with an S on the front of it. And they're actually a pretty darn good cigar, man, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, you know, obviously the blend or anything on it, but so far, the little bit that I'm into it, I'm enjoying it. It's good. Well, it's my father, so you can you can pretty much be guaranteed that there's at least a little bit of Nicaraguan tobacco in there. Yes. Yeah. But as I'm far sure. as the the wrapper and all that, I have no clue. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Do you like the cigar or not? So far, yes. So that's really all that matters to me. That's really all that matters, right? It's like we can nerd out all day long on a blend and, oh, this is what it tastes like and blah, 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 blah. And who cares? Do you like the cigar? Yeah, and, and the people that do reviews just drive me nuts because having to watch cigar <sighs> reviewers, they're, they're, they're terrible. They're the worst. I would never yeah. – oh, shoot, I do that. I hate review people, man. They're, they're just they're, – they're always wrong. Yep, absolutely. They're always, always inaccurate. As a matter of fact, I think – if I'm not mistaken, yeah. So this is the uh, the the Jeep that actually comes from. Which, oh, there it goes. Look at that. Ooh, it works. Another cigar. Nice. Which is the uh, the I think this is the Flor de las Antillas. If I remember, I don't have my glasses. I can't see anything. Oh, well done. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, actually, I think I got this in an event pack at at uh, at one of their events. Well, shoot, then maybe one of the times you were out and I raided your humidor, maybe I stole it from you. That's very possible because I did have some of those loose in my humidor. And you'll have to excuse me, I need to fill my lighter. I was so prepared for this podcast. I was I was well absolutely done. prepared. Um, I do have a few of those in my humidor loose, and then I have a couple of the boxes of them as well, the the three-pack boxes. Well, then maybe one of the times you were in California, I may have stolen this from you. You might have. I don't know. You're welcome to it. You know, let's just say you got it from me, so that way you can say you know where you got it, and uh, you're welcome. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you kindly. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast and you sent that to Tim, I apologize. I just took credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> and thank, 
use uh, to another sir <laughs> yeah yeah no screw you that's mine i, I gave you I, I gave that to you um uh, out of the loving kindness of my heart and uh, oh what are you drinking is that your is that your kool-aid malibu rum mix that's, drink that, that's my tropical paradise malibu rum concoction is that your back be good drink it, it absolutely is my back be good drink <laughs> 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 yes this is the uh i had fun golfing today i went golfing with my father-in-law and brother-in-law uh it didn't hurt my back um but aaron saw wanted fell in love with a swing set for the boys for christmas and fedex delivered it yesterday uh and uh i hear the doorbell and then i hear my dog go crazy and so i go up to the door i'm like what is going on I'm like who's here and open the door and i see a box that is about probably eight inches wide yeah. 12 inches tall and like eight feet long yeah, yeah. i'm like and one guy one guy brought that huh. over to your door yeah and one guy brought that over to the door yeah. and and i'm like oh well i guess the uh swing set playground jungle gym monkey bar contraption which i'm yeah. actually quite excited it's got monkey bars because you know too many kids these days don't actually play on monkey bars so i'm kind of excited about that one you're more excited because you're gonna play on the monkey bars you are a hundred percent correct. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, be realistic. But I go uh, and you know carry it in and pick it up. Totally went against like all of my training and knowledge when I worked at UPS for five years. Don't pick up sure. heavy boxes by the um, by the plastic band straps, you know, and and all that. And so I pick it up by the straps and carry it in. Close the door and then realize, well, I can't leave this here because when the boys come home in a little bit, they're going to see a big box that says. Play set. Yeah. And that's not going to work for Christmas. And I'm not wasting the money on a, oh, just because present. This needs to stay a Christmas present. So then I open the garage door, which now since you've been to my house, you know that it's like that awkward angle right there by the front door. Yeah. So then I prop that open, lift it, go down the step. And as I go down the step, my right leg was just like, oh, you didn't step properly. And so then I'm doing like the side shuffle with my feet and then get to where I can put it down and put it down. And I was like, Oh, that felt great. Yeah. See, like for me today, we were, I was actually smart. Um, I've got this really big cabinet that's in, been in my shop for a while. Mm -hmm. And um, I've given it to my buddy, but his house is being built. So I've got to go put it in the new 40-foot container in the backyard. Mm -hmm. But it's still gravel getting back there. Oh. Uh, so I had, I had my cousin was here and my buddy Jason was here. So I said, hey guys, will you help me move this thing out of the shop? Let's go get it in that storage container. So we're it actually rolled pretty good until I got to the spot where we had just prepped for the container because now the dirt got soft. Yeah. And it just kind of dug in the ground. Well, we get to the edge of the container and it has to be lifted in. This is not just a standard workbench, okay? This is a big workbench that was built specifically for uh, rebuilding uh, airplane and aeronautical gauges. Oh, geez. So the way this thing operates, it has switches. It has a deck that goes over the top. It's all you know, well lit, and then the whole face of it is actually a um, like an air box, and below oh. it is an air box. So what happens is you flip another switch. It pulls air in through the bottom, runs it through a series of filters, and then it comes up through the top and it blows just a nice slow pace, well broken up air, so it's not blowing stuff off the desk. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it creates a hundred percent clean space, dust free in on the workbench oh but this thing weighs a metric ton 
Jeez, and so yeah. it's like we get it to the edge of the storage, you know, the, the 40 foot C container. And I've got a big rolling door on the side, man. It's easy to get it in there. And we go to lift the edge of it to pick. <laughs> it wasn't budging. So instead of being a stubborn old man, I actually got smart about it. We went and got the floor jack and we jacked it up with the floor jack and then just kind of shoved it into the storage container uh, far nice. enough to get the second set of wheels in and jack that up and get it in. So I was smart today about this. Well done. I didn't try to muscle it in. You've learned. You should learn the same lesson. You should learn the same lesson. <laughs> Except when I'm home by myself and the next person that comes home is the boys that would see it. Well, I mean, yes. you do have cell phones. You can text a wife. You can phone a friend. Regis Philbin's available to come help? Yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. I'll call him next time then. I, mean, I think he's still in California. I don't know. The mass exodus of California may uh, may have gotten Regis too. That is entirely possible. Is he even alive still? I don't know if Regis Philbin is alive anymore. I want to say, I want to say, I heard like a year ago that he passed away, but I don't have any clue. That's I will I say this. Too. Now, my grandma has never watched, will never watch, but I'm going to say it anyways. My grandma turned 91 today. So happy birthday, Grandma. She is 91 well, years young and as feisty as can be. Happy freaking birthday, dude. 91. That is awesome. Yes. I, I feel like I'm on borrowed time already. Like, I, I feel like I, <laughs> I didn't expect to live this long, so I'm kind of in bonus round. If I hit it to 91, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to think. I, if I hit it to 91, and I, I, I feel like I would probably be doing, like, copious amounts of drugs and jumping out of airplanes. Because what am I going to do? Die? Like all the stuff that I was that I I didn't do, that I always was like, you know, maybe we can give that a shot. You know, like you know those teenage years, you're like you know your buddies are off doing shrooms or something like that, and you're going like, ah eh, man, I'm just you know, I'm 91. Like let's give it a whack. Why not, right? <laughs> I don't know. Let's man. go. Let's go skydiving. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. That was my dad when yeah. he turned 60. When my dad turned 60, he said, every year I have a birthday that I'm still alive. I'm gonna go do something fun. So he turned 60. I went skydiving with him. 61, he climbed Mount Whitney. 62, he did something else again. 63, he did Whitney yeah. again. I mean, he, he's just like, you know what? My body's going to get older, but I'm still going to go and have adventures and do fun stuff, and who yeah. cares? I guess I don't have to do copious amounts of drugs. No. I could probably just do fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. All That's right. probably a better plan to enable you to get to 91. I, I mean, I just don't know if I want to live that long, to be honest with you, dude. Like, and you're know, not man. even halfway there. I, I no, I'm not. <laughs> I made you feel young for a second. You're welcome. You did for like a split second. I felt young. I felt like all this gray hair wasn't here for like a split second, and then I, I looked at myself over here, and I was like, "Ooh, no, I'm not young." Yeah, no, I'm so old, dude. What is up? And I don't want to get political, but what is up with like? What is up with California? I'm hearing they're shutting down again already. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I They're coming out with our wonderful, uh, wonderfully hypocritical. I'm sorry, I didn't say that appropriately the first time. Yeah, Not yeah, wonderful, thanks. wonderfully hypocritical um, governor who said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have gone to the birthday party, but now you're not going to have Thanksgiving. You have to wear a mask inside your house uh, when somebody from not living in your house is there. Uh, and they're getting ready to shut down again because of the number of cases and the ratio and all those different things. And so, yeah, they're looking at going 
back and i think the announcement's coming out friday officially as to what is going to be dropping but uh yeah they're looking at basically because all the counties that were doing fine are now back to purple or if you go back to the way this uh system was set up going back to uh uh, stage one of reopening and so they're basically all going back to that and yeah it's just gonna cripple and kill the state yeah it's crazy i mean i'm hearing i mean new mexico's already shut down i'm hearing all these mm-hmm. other you know, what's up you know here's a couple of things i find interesting about it and again like i don't want to get political we're not talking politics here it's just you know an interesting topic for me because i think about uh these states when they they decide that they want to shut down right um it's funny because it almost seems humorous to me to say, oh, well, next Tuesday, we're going to be closing down the state. Like, yeah. Help me understand this one. Next Tuesday. Why wouldn't you just say today? Yeah. Or the ones like, where they go, bars bars after 10 o'clock have to be closed. Cool. So COVID doesn't exist at 9.59? Yeah. It, I'm, I'm really curious. And, and I kind of bring this up a little bit because, as you know, my wife uh, tested positive for COVID. Yes. Um, and, and it's, it's interesting. Like there's a couple dynamics that I've found really interesting about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is, you know, I've always been, you know, I, I, since this whole thing started, I'm just like, I, I'm not scared of it. I don't really care about it. Um, I, I don't even, I think the mask thing is absolutely stupid. Um, the whole nine, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, I've always, I've just, I've been, and I've been pretty outspoken about that. Yeah. Um, however, it's interesting because my wife, you know, when I came home from camp, um, my wife and I were talking, and of course I gave her some love, and when I got home, gave her some good kisses and stuff. Rightfully so. Her. Yeah, and um, and what we call movie kisses in our house, by the way. Um, there you go. You know, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, right away I told her, I said, if you have no sense of smell or taste, um, which is normal for her this time of year. So let me let me mm-hmm. clarify this. Like, yes. she has really bad allergies. It's very norm, normal for her this time of the year to lose those senses because uh, of the allergy. And so I said, you know what, just in lieu of what's going on, because you work at the airport, you have a higher exposure rate. There was recently an exposure there at the airport. Why don't you just go get tested? Um and then uh, my oldest daughter got exposed at work to somebody that was positive uh, that worked there. So they both went down and got tested. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 72 hours later, they get the results back. My oldest daughter is negative. So we send her off to grandma's house to live because my wife came back positive. Yep. Um, and so there's been my youngest daughter and myself have been exposed. And I was just making out with my wife three days ago, you know, so it's like. You know, it's like, okay, I probably have it now, too. Like, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I've got it. I've got to go disappear and live in a hotel. And blah, 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 blah. Like, it was just like, okay, let's figure this out. She's right. positive. Cool. No big deal. Um, and it's like two days later, her smell and her taste has been coming back. Now, I'm not saying this to, like, minimize anything. I understand people have major complications. I understand oh, yeah. things happen. Like, I'm not minimized. This is just my experience of what's happening here. Well, and, and so, your wife with her ethnicity is considered one of the more at-risk ethnicities, too. Yes, she's Native American. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was interesting because, like, right away when she got tested, I had an event coming up uh, a couple days later. I called, you know, the shop and I said, hey, um, just so you know, my wife has been exposed. My oldest daughter has been exposed. They've both gone tested. We ha- I don't have any results yet. How would you like me to proceed? Yeah. And it was just, well, we're going to have to cancel the event. We're being cautious. And I, I you know, listen, I'm, I wasn't judgmental about it. I was just totally just, how would you like to handle this? Mm-hmm. Leave it in their hands because it's their business that can be affected. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and so I said, you know, continue the event. I'll bring you the stuff for the event, and I just won't participate. I won't be there. If you're fine with that and you want to run the event, continue doing it. Oh, that's a great idea. So they ran the event, and I stayed home. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked my men's group, hey, do you guys, you know, here's the situation. What, how do you guys want me to proceed? And they said, no, we still want you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, because they don't have the concerns, and a couple of them have had it, and blah, 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 blah. Right. So there's a couple of interesting things I find about this is like, number one, it's like, this is what I've been talking about the whole time is be responsible. Yes. So if my men's group would have said, Hey, if you would like to be here, we would prefer that you wear a mask because we believe that the saliva is this, that, and the other thing, and it reduces and yada, yada, CDC bullcrap. Um, if I, I would have then had a decision, I either don't go to group. Or I wear my mask because it's an important thing to me to be there for the group. And out of respect for them, I wear the mask. Or because right. I potentially could be, you know, um, COVID positive, I wear the mask, right? So <clears throat> I waited a few days and then I went and got tested. Again, doing the responsible thing. I know that there's a gestation period. It's got to show up, yada, yada, yada. So I go and they poke my brain. I, I, I swear I swear to God with you, it felt like my eyeball <laughs> lifted up when they freaking put the thing up my nose. Which, again, like it doesn't make sense to me at all why you got to stab my brain when my saliva is so freaking dangerous that I have to wear a mask everywhere. Uh, yeah, I've got baby killer, grandma killer, freaking saliva, but I, you got to poke my brain to find it. Yeah, um, right. Makes no sense. But anyways, I, I go through the process of rigmarole. My youngest daughter goes through it. We get our tests back the other day. They're both negative. Um, but even within our own household, right? Uh, my wife has been pretty much in her quarantine corner in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, if she even goes to the, you know, when she goes to the bathroom, she uses a sink, anything. She wipes everything down with disinfectant wipes. I had a whole house um, ionizer installed. Oh yeah, you were talking AC about that. System. Yeah, it's called the iWave, and it was installed in my AC system. It helps eliminate odors. It you know charges the air. It gets rid of it kills viruses and bacteria, and it's going to help with our allergies, all that stuff. So I had the whole I had a system installed in my entire AC system. So my whole home is ionized now, I guess, or whatever, whatever that does. Um, but it's so like we're taking the precautions and and mm-hmm. so then I, and i ask everybody hey would you like me to da 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 da, da. this is and I, I inform people of what's going on yes. i'm responsible about it that's the way it needs to be handled we don't yes. need to shut down businesses we don't need to do all this stuff we just need to handle things responsibly well it, it take it back 2 years even if you had a cold or you had the flu or you were just getting over it like in my family not just my household, but like my immediate family, the yeah. rule sort of unofficially is if you haven't puked or had a fever for 24 hours, we don't care. Right. Like it's just one of those be responsible, be an adult and make smart decisions. And if you're going to go do something and you think, Hey, maybe there's somebody there that, you know, maybe they're, they've had cancer. And so, you know, they're immunocompromised or whatever the case may be, right. Just be smart about it. That's really what it comes down to. And that's what we were all doing and doing just fine with until a yeah. year ago. And now we just assume that everybody is dumb and we're just out to harm everybody else. Yeah. And, and that's like the whole key of it. Like guys, let's just all be grown adults and be responsible about this. My, my youngest is not going to school because the school won't allow her back. Even with a negative test, I understand she's around mom, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife told my oldest, you know, okay, well you can't go to school. And I told, I, I told my oldest the other day, I'm like, how was school? And she goes, well, mom told me not to go. And I was like, what? Go to school tomorrow. <laughs> go to school and she's like well 
why? I go, you are living at grandma's house that is a clean home that has not had any COVID exposure. You tested negative. Mm -hmm. Go to school. Yeah. There's no reason to not be there. Nope. And she's graduating in December anyways. So like she's graduating early. I mean, you have a month and a half left of school. You only go to school for three hours a day. Go to school. Yeah. So she's going to school now. There you I go. told my wife and she found out today that she's like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I told her to go to school. <laughs> but I mean, it's just, that's the responsible thing. If, if my yeah. men's group would have said, Hey, we don't want you here. We don't feel comfortable. And I even told everybody, like, if there's any one of you that don't want to be there, I would rather me stay at home than you not be there. Right. So I, I just, I just ask that, you know, man, if you're listening to this, be responsible, be aware of your body, be aware of what's going on. Like listen, I, I wear a mask. If I go somewhere, I really haven't gone anywhere. I fired up my car today for the first time in like a week. Hmm. I call my shop, say, Hey, I'm not coming around. Here's what's happening. I won't be around the rest of the month um, just to mitigate that exposure exposure. Yeah. You just, you, you've got to be smart about it at the end of the day. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. And, and you don't have to be smart about it. You have to be responsible. Yeah. Like, this is it, what you should do. If you have a cold, if you have the flu, if you have yeah. anything like be freaking responsible people. Well, and nobody gives anybody else credit for being capable to be responsible. Right. And it's like we're all just we're all just there waiting to be told how am I supposed to be responsible now? Tell me. I mean, it, it's it's like the the you know kid that you're teaching how to potty train. They're like, okay, I, I said I had to go potty. What do I do next? No, run to the bathroom. Oh, that's what I do next. Like we're, we're all just waiting to be told how right. to be responsible now. It's like no, you you haven't forgotten. Everybody, go back ten months before all this was going on and remember that there is some common sense to it. The problem is common sense isn't all that common. Yeah, but how would you like it handled in your life? Do you yeah. want to find out later that somebody was ex had potentially exposed you or would you like the option? It's as simple. I mean, I would like the option. Listen, I'm not worried about it. Uh, you know, and, and even down to the point, like my wife, like, listen, and here's the other thing that that's really getting me on this. Um, we've talked about this before, the loneliness uh, mm -hmm. the emotional damage from this. Yeah. I'm at home with my wife and my youngest is at home with my wife. My oldest is gone and I'm still seeing, uh, I'm seeing the emotions of my wife. Mm -hmm. I looked at her the other day. I'm like, babe, do you need a hug? Like, mm -hmm. just give me a hug. And, and like, and so I went to give her a hug and she was just kind of like, uh, uh, I'm like, I don't care. No. I have a very strong immune system. I know my body. I know how I handle every single sickness and disease that's come my way thus far. I am not terribly concerned about a 0 .004 risk of some fatality. And I've got great life insurance. So I'm just not concerned about this at all. <laughs> so I gave her a hug. And I know that I'm going on a trip with you know somebody who's elderly here uh, on Friday. So I, as soon as I gave her the hug rubbed her back a little bit and I said, okay, spray me down. And we sprayed down with alcohol and you know, the stuff that the CDC says, and I rubbed it around and you know, I disinfected myself from that point, mm -hmm. but she, you need that human interaction. Like that, that connection had to be made. You could just see the deterioration. Mm -hmm. I'm, I can't imagine people that are in families that are going, you know, <sighs> you know, like, like treating them like they're vampires or blood sucking freaking zombies, dude. Like, yeah. It's a virus, people. It's yep. a virus. 
And yes, it's killing people. And yes, it's hurting people. And I'm not saying go be anti-masker and go storm in the streets. I'm not saying any of that stuff. And again, like I'm not trying to get political. Just be realistic and understanding of it. Please, people. Like if we can all be responsible, then these numbers really aren't going to matter. None of this stuff's yeah. going to matter if people can just be responsible. And, and here's here's where my take on it is. I think the reason people are going are fighting and all, oh, but I want to socialize and I don't care is because we've been under this. Um, it's a strong word, but we've been under this this oppression and this this forced mindset for so yeah. long that people are just wanting to rebel and revolt and do the opposite and go. I don't care. I'm entitled. I'm going to go do it. I want to, you're not going to stop me, which yes, does that make it worse? It absolutely can make it worse. And we're seeing that with surging and things like that. But I think people have gotten to the point now where they're just like, you've withheld me for so long. I'm going to kick and scream and fight and come hell or high water. I'm going to do what I want because we haven't been able to just be responsible adults and watch out for our kids and watch out for our loved ones and watch out for other people and give heads ups and do those kinds of things. So now the mindset is completely panic paranoia. And no, don't you tell me what to do because I'm going to do what I want because you've been telling me what to do for the last eight months already. Well, and, and, and part of it's just the loneliness. I mean, we are yeah. meant, we are social beings. We are yes. meant to be together. We are not meant to be by ourselves, isolated, alone. That's a very, very dangerous place for any human being to be. It was written in the Bible. <clears throat> yes. Man is yeah. not meant to be alone. That's yep. why he, God created woman. Yep. And, and that, that's just what we're meant to be. And when you start doing the isolation and then you couple that with just the, um, the deterioration, man, it, the, the, the derogatory comments, the, the looks, all that stuff, like you couple that, like, it's it just, it's terrible. It's yep. just absolutely. And it's so demeaning and so just, so just tearing down of the soul it's unnecessary yep. it's unnecessary like i went to go put the temp i put a temp gun up to my wife's head and um, to check her temperature and she didn't know i was doing it and she doesn't really like guns very much like she doesn't she understands them she, she just doesn't you know it scared her sure and, and i'm i was all so apologetic and she's like you, you know you you know you can't do that blah 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 you know but it's just like god babe, i'm so sorry i'm just trying to check your temperature yeah. But, you know, just that, that emotional reaction was so quick because it's like, it's just, there's this, there's constant like tearing down and, you know, it's funny. She looks at me, she goes, oh, you're trying to off me already. And I'm like, well, I've seen a lot of zombie movies. Uh, <laughs> I know to get it done now, you know, <laughs> got to get you before it gets real bad. Yeah. And it's like, but that's how some people are treating their yeah. own family members right now is just like, they're, they're not zombies people like no. And that's the other thing I learned too, is this, it's interesting how many people have reached out and said, oh, I hope your wife feels better. I hope this, I hope this. And like, I text back, I'm like, she's fine. Mm-hmm. There, there's really no symptoms whatsoever. She's fine. And then it's kind of like, oh, and you never hear from them again. Yeah. Like, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. It's just like, really? Like, it, it takes something like a virus for you to reach out and see if the family's okay and then once you find out that there's really not the results that you were looking for and there's not all the drama and all the bull crap behind it you're just like oh okay on to the next one i gotta find somebody else that's you know dying yeah. so that i can look important it reminds me when uh when we did the live show about steve Ryder and his wife uh passing and all those different things uh and um i went blank on his name 
uh, that we had on. I don't know why I can't remember. Um, but he came on and he said, you know, the thing that I told Steve is, you know, you'll have the people that are checking on you for a week or yeah. two weeks, but wait a month, wait, wait a month and a half. That's when it'll really set in because the phone calls will stop yep. and the follow-up will stop. The and then you'll be, stop. yeah, you'll be left with the reality of, of she's gone. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's sort of the mentality that like you were just sharing about that people have that of, Oh, I got to check in right now. Oh, they're fine. Okay. I can write them off and move on. Yeah. Like, so, so where's, where's the concern for your fellow man? Where's the making sure, even though they say they're fine, still check in a day and a half, two days, three days later. Hey, I'm just wanting to make sure is she's still doing okay. Cause I know some yeah. people get worse later on. Like there, there's just, there, there's a complete warped perspective yeah. on so many things in checking in with other people these days. Yeah. You know, and my response to anybody has been like, man, she's doing great. Thank you for checking in. How's your family doing? You know, mm -hmm. how are you guys doing? Because I don't know how they're being affected. And you don't have to be infected to be affected. And no. I, I, I think it's just so powerful. It's like, look at your neighbor. Look at what's going on around you. We've talked about this a hundred times, but it's like, I, I'm actually getting to experience it firsthand and just seeing, my, like, today I saw my wife and I'm like, are you okay, babe? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, no, you are not. Yeah. Um, you know, you could just see it and it's, it, it's just, it, to me, it's saddening to see society tearing itself apart because of, of, of something just so, so small. And again, I'm not meaning to, to demean it, but you know, no. let's just, let's be realistic and let's be neighborly. Let's be loving. Let's be there for each other. Um, because <clears throat> this just isn't worth it. No, no, it's not. It's just not worth it, man. And and uh, I don't know. I'm glad she's doing well. I'm glad that yeah. you know, my my youngest doesn't have it. I, I'm you know I'm glad I don't have. I, if I got it, it, it I would get it. I, it. Again, I'm not concerned about it, but mm -hmm. I'm concerned about those around me, and I'm gonna be responsible about it. You know. Yep. Simple as that. Simple yep. as that. And a couple of my brothers came up, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't care. Give me a hug." And I was like, "All right." Like, ah, oh, man. It's, a couple of them went in and talked to my wife and they were, you know, uh, loving and, and just saying hi. And she, she cooked musubi and, you know, made musubi and they chowed it down. You know, it's like, but even when she was, you know, she was making the food, she had her mask on, she washed her hands. If she even touched her mask, she would sanitize her hands again before she went back to touching the food. Mm -hmm. Even stuff that was going in the oven, like just be smart, be yep. aware. Yep. Well, and, and you, again, speaking to being responsible, even said, hey, my wife wants to make this. Would you guys even be interested in coming over and enjoying it? If not, totally get it. No pressure. It's not a forced thing. But would, you, for even, me. would you even be open to it? And again, it's letting letting them know what's going on, which yeah. all of them already knew, but then letting them decide how they want to have the interaction. Because right. it, it, it is on both sides, you know, and yes, they're being responsible and saying, hey, this is what's going on. But there's also responsibility on the other end, on the receiving end of going, OK, I can choose to respond one of two different ways and go, you know, what, it doesn't bother me. I'm still going to be there. Doesn't matter to me at all. Or they can go, you right. know what, for for just safety's sake, whether it's because of your mindset towards it or, you know, immunocompromised or just your perception of the whole thing, you can choose to step away. And there's nothing wrong with either stance at all but even then you were just like hey would you guys even be open to it she would love to do it yeah. she'll have gloves she'll have a mask she'll take all the precautions she just wants to do it let me know if you're up for it and again that's just how it's supposed to be communicated 
And they all said, we don't care. Your wife's an amazing cook, so... <laughs> Feed me. She, she can lick the food, and I'll still eat it. All <laughs> right. And, you know, but then there's my best friend, you know, Jason, and he's like, you know, listen, he's like, I, I'm not concerned about it. He actually just got over it. Um, his wife works in the COVID ward in the hospital, so you knew it was coming to the household. Yeah. Um, there was no way around it, and and but he's, you know, we're transporting his mom to Texas, so he's gonna be spending seven, eight hours in the car with her. She's elderly. She has some issues, and uh, so he, you know, he was cautious. Uh, when he was around, he was being more cautious. And I was like, okay, I totally get it. And I didn't take offense to that. No. And he says, dude, as soon as I drop my mom off and I drive back home, dude, he's like, I will come over and lick your face. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, but I'm concerned for my mother, so I'm going to be cautious now. Yes. Um, smart. Yep. Be aware. Yep. Be responsible. Simple as that. Yep. Simple as that, dude. And and secondarily, don't be mocking of people that have their opinions. We had a guy in our in our men's group tonight that sat there with an N95 mask on, because he said, Are, "Do you guys? I, I want to be in group, but I'm a little concerned. There's these compromises around me, and blah 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 blah. I, I think it's a little silly personally, but I'm not. I can't be here to judge him. And so he no. says, "I'd like to wear my mask." And you know, one of the guys came back and said, "Hey." I have an N95 because you realize the mask does nothing to protect you. It's there to protect to simply just to mitigate the saliva from when you're talking, like my microphone's coated in whatever's spewing from my mouth right now. But, you know, so we provided an N95 mask because that's the only one that actually protects you if it's worn properly. Mm -hmm. So he wore an N95 mask, which was funny because like I am hard of hearing, so like I, I couldn't hear it. So half the time he's pulling the mask down to talk to you. I was just like, okay, <laughs> if that makes you feel good. But I I also didn't mock him when he came in. I was like, I was understanding. This is where you're at. This is how you feel. Cool, man. Oh yeah, and yeah. I mean, there's no point in beating a dead horse and bringing it up. Just be responsible, everybody. Yeah. Everybody listening, everybody watching, just be responsible. And as it gets close to the holidays, look, sometimes sacrifices are going to have to be made, whether it's your your mindset and approach or someone else's in your family. If they're not comfortable, don't hold it against them. Don't go, oh, well, sure, because this person thinks that way. Now we're not getting together. You know what? You wouldn't want them looking at them being like, they're just carefree, so yeah. they're just going to infect the world. Just understand that that is probably going to happen with some situations and some family get-togethers may not happen. And you know what? I'd rather have grandma be alive than have one person that's careless that maybe didn't even realize they were exposed because they're not symptomatic. Just be careful and just know that, you know what? It, it's going to be okay if this one time not everybody's there. Be responsible. Be respectful. And let me share this. There was a very powerful lesson I learned as a young kid. Um, I went through a seminar. Um, I actually helped develop a lot of personal development seminars when I was, in, you know, 17, 18, 19 years old. And one of the one of the processes that we did and that we went through was, let's say you have 100 people, right? You circle up 50 of the people in a circle and they're all facing inwards and you take the other 50 people, circle them up on the inside facing outwards. So you're always facing somebody. Mm -hmm. I, I think I explained this earlier to you. Uh -huh. um, and and it's, it's a really cool process because... It is complete silence for everybody that's taking part in this. Uh, the only thing you're allowed to do is hold up a one if you want zero contact and you don't even have to look at each other, but you know, usually you're just, just I'm just gonna look at you. It's a two if you want a handshake, and it's a three if you want a hug. 
That's all you're allowed to do. Hold up a one, two, or three. So the announcer or the person, you know, the, the MC of the seminar would say, okay, one, two, three, and you would hold it up. It's like Rochambeau, right? You got to do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of powerful lessons in that. One of them is, you know, I'm standing across from you. I hold up a three because I'm a hugger. I love to hug. I want to hug everybody. That's just what I do. I hold up a three and you're just, you're in your space. You're dealing with whatever you're dealing with and you hold up a one. Like I want zero contact. This dude is ugly. I think he smells funny and he's got drool coming from his freaking lip um, and a lazy eye. So I'm just not interested in being around him, (laughs) whatever it is. Right. Um, So you hold up a one and I'm standing with a three. I'm going, yes, hug. And then there's a one that pops up in front of me and I've got to go shoot. You know, there's that, there's that moment of, and, and I think this is a, a piece that people miss. Like, so many people want to force that hug. Like, I don't care that you're a one right now. I'm going to hug you because I want a hug. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you want. If that person wants no physical contact, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. You respect the fact that they want no physical contact. Yep. The powerful lesson I learned in that, too, was, uh, and, I, and I shared this with you, too, is, is how it affected me. Mm-hmm. So my filters were, this guy thinks I'm funny looking. This guy thinks I smell funny. This guy doesn't like me. What is wrong with me? Why does Tim not want to give me a hug right now? What is so bad about Brandon that Tim just doesn't want to give me a hug? Mm-hmm. So like internally, you have your own filters and that own your own monologue of everything you've processed from being a kid of your parents telling you no or... You know, your brother, you know, punch you in the nose one time, whatever it is, you know, it's like you have your, your, the things you tell yourself, your self-limiting beliefs. Yep. And those things come out so strong in that moment. I thought it was going to be difficult not giving a hug. It was more difficult not beating myself up and which I did consistently. And you made agreement after agreement with yourself, which only reinforced them. Oh, dude. And it was just like every time <laughs> a one popped up in front of me, I'm like, I'm a loser. <laughs> yep. I can't even be loved. Like the person couldn't even give me a hug. What's wrong? What, like, holy crap, dude. Like the mind games, right? Mm-hmm. So, but it, it just taught so much about respect. Like, listen, I don't believe I should be, I don't believe in wearing masks, but just because somebody is, doesn't mean I, I need to mock them for it. Mm-hmm. Likewise, you believe you should be wearing a mask. Don't mock me for not wearing one. I'm not a baby killer. I'm responsible. I just shared with you how we're being responsible. Yep. It just it just doesn't make sense to me. Like it doesn't compute. The science doesn't add up. There's there's a hundred years of science about it, and then all of a sudden it all changes when COVID comes around. It just doesn't add up. Yep. But that one, two, three is just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and and it is so humbling to stand before a guy that's holding up a one that says, I want no physical contact, when in your heart you're just like, I want a hug, man. I just want to hug this person. And it was even harder because when you hold up that one, like, it's like, this guy needs a hug. Like, this guy needs the love. and But you just can't do it, and you can't say anything. You can't convince it. I can't sell you a hug right now. All I can do is sit there and awkwardly stare at you. <laughs> oh. Memories. Yep. yep. Well, and the people that hold up the one after the one after one after one are the ones, like you said, that need the hug the most, that need to have that 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 wound healed need to have that wall broken down and realize that it's, it's okay. Yeah. Can I tell you the worst part? What's that? When a person holds up a one and then you shift, cause you know, you keep rotating, you're going between people, right? The circles are shifting. And that guy goes to the next person, holds up a three and gives him a hug. Oh yeah. 
it's like, oh, really? Can he come back? Because I want to hold up a one. <laughs> you know, it's like, and again, like that, what is so wrong with me that he wants to hug that dude? He's ugly. I'm next to him. He stinks. Yep. Uh, and he's over there, like, embracing a hug, and I'm sitting here sad. I just Alone. want a hug. Just want a hug. So, yeah, it's, that's a very, very powerful, very, very powerful lesson. I just got really loud right there. Yeah. Um, that's... <laughs> That's what happens when you get closer to the microphone. Um, <laughs> it's such a, it's just such, it's such a powerful lesson. And I, and I just encourage everybody. I mean, take that to heart. Seriously. One, two, three. And, and, and just be aware of, of what's around you and don't be offended by it. Don't I mean, be aware of your own filters and what you're running it through because that's your filters. That, that's not theirs. Uh. Oh, I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but I think it's really cool. And it's something that stuck with me since I was like, what was I, 18 or 19 at that point? So that was like two years ago. Wow. And I just realized since we're recording tonight and this is going next Thursday, that this releases on Thanksgiving. No, this is going this Thursday. Is it? Are we off one? Yeah, is, is my mind tomorrow. off one? That's yeah, right. Cause we well, did... cause, yeah, we got to get caught up. That's right. Never mind. Premature. <laughs> We're not editing that out. <laughs> no. I'm like, wait, are we caught up or are we not? Because I'm like, okay, I know we did one. No, that was... That, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. no. So it, next yeah. week, then we'll do the Happy Thanksgiving. But <laughs> I not right now. If you thought it was coming, you're wrong. Just like I am wrong. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to do the Happy Thanksgiving next week. <laughs> Brandon's holding up a one for all of you. One! No Thanksgiving for you. No soup for you. There we go. Yeah, it's it's Thanksgiving's always been fun for us with a Native American wife. Because she takes everything to like, oh, really? Thanksgiving? Really? Yeah, it's when you did this and this and this and this. I'm like, when I did this? Really? I was not alive then. Stop. This it is when you me. oppressed me and stole my country. <sighs> but I gave you blankets. Um... Thanks for teaching us how to plant corn. And <laughs> I'm not going, I'm not even going, I'm not going to go down that story. That was a dark time in my life. <laughs> I'm not going to share that story. There's a reason why Thanksgiving is no longer with her family at our home. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. I'll tell you the story off air. There we go. Yeah, it's not something for the public. Yeah. Uh, if you want to know it, you can reach out to me personally. And if, if I know you well enough, I may tell you the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that needs to be out in public. That's the old me that doesn't exist anymore. Those are the, those are the battle wounds and the scars that made me who I am today. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> The power of the past, man. It is powerful. Dude. It is it is so incredibly powerful, man. It, it is powerful and it's twofold, right? It's powerful in a positive way and it can be very, very powerful in a negative way. And it all determines it's all determined by how you look at it and what you believe in. Yep. Sorry, I look up and do the if you ever wear a hat and you see like a string or a fuzz hanging uh-huh. down, you're like, I can't quite get it. I, there's yeah, I like the freaking uh, cross-eyed thing you got going on right now. If you guys are not watching this on YouTube and not subscribed and ringing the little bell thing, whatever, you just completely missed out on Tim cross-eyed. <laughs> and back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like Christmas vacation. Yeah, she fell down a well. She's cross-eyed, got kicked by a horse. 
everything's back to normal right back to normal <laughs> <laughs> oh dude the holidays are coming up they are i'm looking forward to them i really am i'm not see and and look christmas music guy don't tell me you're a Christmas music guy. Don't don't freaking tell me. If you're a Christmas music guy, our this partnership is done. Sorry, guys. Down to the nub is over if this guy is a Christmas music guy. I am not a Christmas music guy until oh, the day God. after Thanksgiving. Oh. All right. so, you've, so you've sort of redeemed yourself. Because I've, I came up with this quote like seven or eight years ago mm-hmm. because, you know, stores are just going oh it's look halloween's barely done so let's put out christmas and now with this year it's like oh hey we we got past labor day so it's christmas time yeah and i'm like no we, we still have other holidays first and i'm i'm one of those like each holiday gets its fair time and it's right and so we got to get through thanksgiving first and then we can get to christmas so the line that i came up with like seven or eight years ago was if i haven't eaten a bird christmas isn't the word and so if, if I haven't gotten past that, yeah, I know you can, you can hang your head in disgust and shame and like, wow, that was, that was, that's, that's a new low for you, Tim. But that's, that's, that's what I stick by. And I mean, the, the boys are already wanting to watch, uh, like JT put on, uh, you know, a Grinch movie a couple nights ago. I just like, not rudely, but I was like, you know, my rule and walk out. And, and part of that is uh, there. <laughs> no, kid, I will not spend time with you until after Thanksgiving for Christmas shows. You are not my child until you turn that <laughs> off. <laughs> but there's there's some there's some family reasons for that. Uh, yeah. Some things that have happened just family wise with us uh, that sure. um, that I want to enjoy Thanksgiving and I enjoy Christmas as well. Don't get me wrong on that. But I want to enjoy Thanksgiving first before yeah. getting into the Christmas season. Uh, just because of some of the connotations that go along with it with family history and family life. Yeah. Um, and and so I want to give each one of them their fair time. But the Saturday after Thanksgiving, that is national light the freaking neighborhood up with Christmas lights and decorations on the house. And since we have our house this year and not the townhouse where the HOA is like, you can put one strand there and you can't do anything on the second yeah. story because you're not supposed to be on the roof. Uh, I don't care. I live in my own house now and I can do whatever I want. And right. we may or may not have purchased an entire second set of Christmas life last year. Cause I couldn't find the ones from the year before, but when we moved, I found the old ones too. So I've got like double the lights we need. So yeah, the next time you come out, if it's, you know, before Christmas, I will light the way for you. Well, if California doesn't completely shut down, I will be out there the first week of the de- first weekend of December. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. I have advanced training. <laughs> I, I didn't have a response for that, so I just no. laughed. So for Thanksgiving, I think we're actually going to go out to Payson area. Oh, um, nice. We, um, every year, and not always on Thanksgiving, usually before, uh, we usually go up to Prescott and we cut down our own Christmas tree. Very cool. And so this year, um, just life was busy. We forgot. And so we found a pass out in Payson area. I think it's Payson. I don't know, out that area, whatever. And so we get to go hike through the forest and the kids pick out their tree. And Hmm. I get to hack it down and carry it back out. Just make sure you cut off the roots and don't Clark Griswold and weigh down the whole car and take the roots and everything. Yeah, and, and well, I bring the diesel truck, so I bring the diesel flatbed for like a little Charlie Brown tree, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's like putting a twig in the back of that thing. 
it, it really is. It's kind of funny. But um, this year, the I think I think normally you're allowed to get up to like an eight foot tree, if I remember right, up in Prescott. Uh, with up here in Payson, we can actually cut down up to a fifteen foot tree. Ooh. Which my wife's all excited about, but we have like eight foot ceilings, so I don't know what she's going to do with a fifteen foot tree. Um, we'll find out. There you go. I'm not cutting down a fifteen foot tree. Yeah, no. See, in in our front living room <clears throat> is an eight foot ceiling, but our family room is a vaulted ceiling, and yeah. it goes way up there. So, I think the Christmas tree is going to go in the family room in that back corner over there, yeah. where it's got the most room. Um, and and we'll see how big Aaron lets me purchase this year because we'll, we'll just we'll see how that goes. But I'm I'm hoping we get a nice good sized tree. Yeah, I always like the Christmas trees because then I get to light them on fire afterwards. They burn quick. Oh, we went it's on like vacation. Made. Dude, we went on vacation one time for like a week and a half. And we came back and the thing was dry as a bone. And I drug it out to the back, set it in the fire pit, dude. And it was like, there was two of us. We lit each side of it and the thing just went. And it was gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like. Oh, it was so exciting, dude. Like I just oh, got yeah. and my daughter's crying because Christmas is over and yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I created scars, but I was just elated to just watch this thing just goes. And it, was, yeah. it was such like a manly thing. They go up so quick. I remember the first time I threw, you know, I chopped it down, but put it into a fire pit that we had and it was just like, and it was gone. I was like, wait, no, that wasn't enough satisfaction. I got to do this again. So yeah. I just kept putting in more and more. And then it was like 30 seconds later, the whole tree was gone. I was like, that's just, I need like every single neighbor's tree right now. Yeah. I thought I was going to like light a cigar and watch this thing burn and all this kind of stuff. I was you know excited to kind of have the moment and uh, I couldn't even got, I don't think I could have even cut my cigar the amount of time because it was so dry. It was just, whoosh, and it was gone. And, you know, there's the embers in the air. I'm like, oh, crap. And I got this for hose, and I'm spraying stuff and <laughs> checking the neighbor's yard. And, yeah, we, we find a better place to burn it. We don't do that anymore. No, no. That's not, not allowed to. No, not appropriate. We, 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 this is the past, we, not current year, yes. even though I've got a big dirt open field I in my backyard. Learned my lesson. <laughs> every year <laughs> i'm a slow learner girls this is what you don't do next year yeah. girls this is what you don't do next year daddy you've told us for the last couple of years this is what you don't do why you're still i just want to make sure you've learned the lesson of what not to do yeah girls we know this is what you don't do <laughs> <laughs> now my daughters are older they're like can we light it <laughs> yes I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> You're like, wait, light the fuse first, and the fuse takes longer than the tree actually takes. Bro, don't even tempt me, bro. <laughs> don't even tempt me. Like, dude, when we lived in Oregon, I'm telling you, man, gasoline, uh, it, it was, yeah. 50-foot flames, man, a wall of just a wall of flames every, like, three to six months when we had to burn back the blackberries. Man, talk about a <laughs> glorious moment in life, dude. Just watching an entire hillside of blackberry bushes just go woof, up in flames. The, the wife blood. coming out going, I can feel it inside. You're like, I know. Yes, Isn't it you great? Can. <laughs> Would you like Isn't me to do it, it again? Yeah. And guess what? All of our paper trash is gone. <laughs> 
it was legal to do. Uh, I was yeah. not breaking any laws when I did it. We lived in farmland. We were allowed to do controlled burns. There you go. So I That's how it goes. controlled it with gasoline. <laughs> you controlled it with a controlled fuel source. Absolutely. So I lit it with either a Roman candle or a mortar. Oh, there you go. Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> There's a hillside. Uh, yeah. I pyro. And now the hillside's naked. It was. And you can get back. You can get down to the lake again. And But, dude, that stuff would grow back so fast. And it would overgrow the path. So we had to, you know, round up in diesel fuel and, you know, get the thing to die again and light it on fire again. It was like every three months, dude, this stuff just grew back. So it was a haircut for my my path. There you go. Yeah. It's a cir- it's circle fire. of life. It is. It really is. And the blackberries came back so strong, dude. And, and dude, oh, they were amazing. So we'd, like, pick as many mm-hmm. blackberries as we could and then light the, light the thing on fire. I don't know what that has anything to do with anything other than that was a lot of fun. I think that's all that matters is it was fun. Yeah. We we had, so there was a three acre parcel when I lived in Oregon between us. We had three acres. There was a three acre naked parcel between myself and the next closest neighbor. And I remember I had gone out and got a, like a whole trunk full of mortars. And um, I shot one off on 4th, I think it was 4th of July. I shot one off, you know, boom, you know, it goes mm-hmm. off. And my neighbor shoots one off, boom. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So I shoot off, you know, another one is a double shot, boom, you know, goes off. Mm-hmm. And then one, boom, towards me, over, like, my head. And I'm like, oh, really? So I shoot one back at my neighbor, right? Boom, you know. Another one comes back my way. I'm like, I'm going to end this right now. So I had six cannons, and I screwed them all to a sheet of plywood. <laughs> loaded them all with quad shots. Oh. So these are ones that explode four times. And I twisted the, the fuses together and I lit the thing and I tilted this towards my neighbor's house. And so this thing just goes off. You just hear, doom, 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 you know, these six cannons just offload. And then like <laughs> over the top of his house, it was 24 explosions, right? Ooh. And like, I'm getting ready. I'm reloading in case the guy shoots something back at me and nothing ever even went up above their house again. Like it was, was like just the ultimate silence. They're like, okay, you win. I surrender. I was looking for the white flag, dude. Like they were done. <laughs> in, in, in my head, in my head right now, I'm picturing like the modern version of the civil war of like North versus South. And you were like, ah, take that South. And you just yeah. boom, civil war reenactment, mommy, look. And oh, yep. South gave up. <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of like, you know, like I'm the North and I and I had a nuclear bomb and they had swords, you know, so <laughs> it, it was, uh, oh man, it was something else, dude. And never again was even so much as a bottle rocket shot towards my house. Never again. So it worked. It worked phenomenal. <laughs> I was actually a little disappointed because I was like, let's go at this, dude. Let's make this happen. You know, I'll start shooting napalm your way. Like, <laughs> we'll make this work. I'm going to laugh if the one that went over your house was the last one. And then you started firing them all. And he was like, shoot, I ran out. (laughs) I got to go back to Washington. (laughs) Reload, reload. The guy comes back like 10 hours later because he drove up to Washington. (laughs) Starts shooting them back. I'm like, I'm in bed, dude. I'm over it. I know, right? I I never even got to know them. I should have gone and knocked on the door at least, I guess. But I 
I figured after that point, they probably didn't want to talk to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then you were gone and they heard, oh, yeah, he went to Arizona. Oh, good. That's where he belongs. Yeah. Then I light my hillside on fire and I think they can feel it at their house. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they kind of knew just I'm going to leave that crazy nut job alone. <laughs> Are they that like one neighbor in every neighborhood that like skins cats and like animals just disappear and you just don't know what happens? Whoa, I wasn't skidding cats, dude. I was shooting fireworks. <laughs> don't make me out to be like some like basement freaking like you know serial killer, dude. I was just shooting fireworks and lighting hillsides on fire how in many, my own property. How many freezers were in your garage? None. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just enough from hunting season. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. How do I answer that? I don't the know. Only, the only way I'm a serial killer is every morning when I have a bowl of cereal with my daughter and I just kill it. That's that the works. only way I could be considered a serial killer is when I'm eating Cheerios or something. Oh, heart healthy. At your age, you need that. I d- what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get a big old one right now for everybody that's not watching this and listening on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, I, I, you're right. I need uh, my age. God dang, dude! Why do you have to remind me I'm old all the time? Earlier, I said you were young, so now it's it, it's just balancing it. That's all I'm doing. It only lasted for a second that I believed you. <laughs> well, that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has gotten sideways. You need to end this thing. I know, right? <laughs> well, uh, I think that's gonna. Do- We've covered a ton of different like topics and subjects i yeah this will just random dude i mean unless that's what it's about like this is conversation i love it it's because it is random and and that's what life's about yep and i will say the my father very good dude that is i I, that's probably one of my favorites from them uh is that one i do enjoy the lebe um i still have a couple from 2013 or 14 okay um, I think I have like three left. Nice. I know. And I, I need to start smoking some of this stuff, dude, because I have so much like old stuff. I have stuff from the 90s, and I, I know it's just, it's not getting any better, so I just need to smoke through it. But the 90s doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But it was. It was. It absolutely was. Yeah. I mean, I started watching movies with the boys that are from the 90s, and they're like, why does that look so, like so blurry, Dad? And yeah. I was like, no, you don't understand. That was clear for us. Yeah. But- yeah, that was that was thirty years ago now, dude. In, in our next podcast, you need to remind me. But um, I watched, and you're gonna love me for this. Uh, last night for uh, my buddy's birthday, he came over and we hung out, we smoked cigars in the lounge, and uh, I watched for the first time Lord of the Rings. Really? For the first time? Wow! So I think it's called Fellowship of the Ring. Is that the first one? Uh, I honestly don't remember the order. I know there's Fellowship of the Ring, and I know there's the Two Towers, and then I don't remember what the other one's called. Yeah, I think it was Fellowship of the Ring. So it was the first one, whatever, whichever one that is. And nice. he's like, "Are you into fantasy?" I'm like, "Not really." He's like, "Oh, I'm like, dude, but I know it's I know Tolkien's a, a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested, dude. There were so many good scenes in there that you can take. Um, and what, what's the Merlin Gandalf? Yeah, Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I gotta tell you about that scene. Like, it, there, there was, there was some stuff, and I don't want. We don't have time to get into it right now because we're already over time. 
Um, but uh, we'll have to get into that because there was some stuff in there that I, I seen it through a different set of eyes. Um, and looking at it from a spiritual or biblical sense was uh, absolutely insane. Yep. And, and when we cover that in the next episode, my pastor at my church, uh, who you would absolutely love the guy, uh, but he actually talked about Lord of the Rings and the um, he talked about archetypes of, you know, the God figure and all those different things and got totally into that. So we'll get into that next episode. But yeah, he, yes. and, and he referenced Lord of the Rings and Gandalf. So it was really cool. Mm. So if you've made it this far, thank you. And I'm going to call it out. Michael Wells, um, you can put down in the comments what the three titles of Lord of the Rings are, because I'm sure you know the titles <laughs> of the three movies. So I'm just going to call you out, Michael, and say that you've got to put the, the, the titles in. Well, he's a hobbit himself. He is. He is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, well, if you have not already, make sure you subscribe and ring the bell so you know every time we post a new video or go live on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and then our socials are down there underneath Brandon at the bottom of the screen, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at down to the nub. And then if you'd like to support the show and what goes into it, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash down to the nub. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode, which is before, epi- you, before you wrap it up, dude, hold on. I want to clarify something. Our socials means our social media, not our social security numbers. Yes. So if and- you're looking for our social security numbers, um, you have to uh, message Tim directly and he'd be happy to give it to you. But yes. our social media is, is all right here. So. <laughs> yes. Social media. Yeah, I was trying to be a hip, cool, young guy. Stop it. You're not cool. You're not young. And no, and I'm definitely not hip. The only thing about me that is hip is the pain in my hip. So That's there you go. Say, yeah, you're, you may have a hip replacement uh, in your near future, but uh, that's about it. Anyways, yeah, so there's our socials. Follow them. Uh, See, you even said socials. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm following up with you. Oh, there so you go. There, there's our socials. Uh, go ahead and apply for credit cards. Um, and then uh, the Patreon, uh, if you're not a part of it, please consider that. Uh, we'd love to have you a part of it. Uh, we do have prizes that go out to our Patreon members. And um, what was the last thing? Oh, subscribe and ring the bell because that does something. I love how you say that every time with a smile. Like, And I'm getting kind of closer to knowing I'll what that does. I'll never figure it out. No. And even if he does, you'll never admit it. So I never will. Nope. There you go. All right, everybody. Thank you for checking out episode 53 of Down <laughs> the Nub. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.